it's changed my life. And remember, I started at less than zero. I started at a negative self-worth. No, not self-worth, net worth. Although my self-worth, when my, my net worth was <laughs> negative, really fucking sucked too. <laughs> but yeah, if I can do this, going from less than zero to where I'm at today, right? Net worth in, in you know, multiple millions. You can do that too. It's just, you gotta sack it up and put in the work. You gotta spend the money, you gotta spend the time, and you gotta put in the reps. Welcome to Gym Owner Freedom. I am Scott Carpenter, and I am a former broke, struggling, frustrated, and overworked gym owner that felt stuck no matter what I did to try and improve the business. Once I realized that the answer wasn't what I thought it was, just getting more clients, and after really doing the math on acquisition and churn rates, I realized I wasn't even playing a winnable game to begin with. With my current price structure, mathematically, there was no way I could afford to pay my staff so I could scale up and out of the business that I can have the time, the money, the impact, and the freedom that I always knew I was capable of. Once I learned how to add value by selling transformational programs to people who needed more than just workouts, everything changed in my life. Today, I own six gyms that all run without me, and I am free to pursue my passion projects and work just because I love to, not because I have to. And if that's a goal that we mutually share together, then this is the show for you. I'm gonna teach you the framework to make way more money with less clients and open up a world of possibilities to you. Subscribe, leave a review, and tune in every week. It'll change your life, I promise you that. What is going on, everybody? Welcome uh, to the PT Legends Gym Owner Freedom Weekly Live Training coming to you every Thursday at 12 p.m. PST. We got a good one today. We have one that a lot of us are not that strong in. It does happen to be my strong suit, but we're going to talk about mastering funding, credit, and cash flow to bankroll your fitness empire. Whether you are needing to expand your existing gym, you're going to do multiple locations. Maybe you want to take the proceeds of your business and invest it in real estate, long-term or short-term rentals. Maybe it's a combination of all these things. Mastering your credit, your access to funding, and learning how to put together deals that otherwise might, might not be available to you is incredibly powerful. I'm a living testament to getting creative with financing and digging your well before you're thirsty to open up a world of opportunities. Yeah, so Big Dave, you know, this is this is one that I, I love doing. I love, I'm a numbers geek with this stuff. Um, and give me a second too. I'm gonna tag everyone in here and let them know we're live. And so if you have, when we're talking about stuff, because everyone's coming at a different angle when it comes to financing, we are live, enter. All right, there we go. So I should be able to see most of your comments. So if you have questions, just drop them during this training um, and we'll answer them as we go along. But so, so Dave, yeah, I handle most of this, right? With you and I, I'm kind of more of the CFO in, in the business. Dude, I'm, I'm going to get some value out of today's <laughs> training here. I'm just on the sidelines. This is, this is what you're the best in the world at right here. Yeah, I, I find this stuff fun because I've, ever since I've been little, I hate hearing the word no. I hate hearing the word no. And I'm like, I will find a way, you know, even I'll cut my nose off to spite my face, right? I'm one of those guys. So, and it's a little bit more difficult for gym owners. First of all, banks don't like small businesses very much. I'm sure if you've gone into a chase, a Wells Fargo or this or that, they're really not that interested in you. 
Okay. They'll set up accounts, but that's about it. They're not exactly there to help you a lot. And there's a high rate of failure in the gym business. So some banks flat out say, yeah, we don't finance that at all. It is harder for us. It is so much easier for doctors and attorneys and things like that. For some reason, I'm getting mailers. They think I'm a chiropractor here. I think, I think the old owner of the house was a, was a doctor of chiropractic, right? But for whatever reason, they keep sending me stuff. And they're just like asking to hand me half a million dollars like every single week. It's so much easier. There are especially loans for doctors. The, the, we, we have everything stacked against us in our industry. So I want to show you how I've gone from completely broke. And I'm talking broke and no credit, like worse than no credit, really bad credit. But I didn't let that stop me. I made clever moves and I was able to get funding when I needed it. It wasn't a whole lot. But then I learned how to really develop my credit profile and get access to different types of funding that helped me move along. I did not get help from family. I've got, you know, Dave and I, now we're opening up our seventh gym. You know, I, I, there was literally no credit when I started. And I can kind of share that journey of, of how it happened. Uh, what's going on, Raj? Good to see you. So I, I found this from one of our quarterly masterminds. Remember when I talked about this, Dave? Mm -hmm. Yep. So by all means, I was a failure by the time I was 26 years old. I graduated with a, a degree in economics. I worked in the corporate world for four, four years. Um, then I bought, uh, right before the real estate crash, I had bought um, a couple homes. And you know what happened in 2007, 2008, it just, or 2008 to nine, it crashed like a mother. And this was when I moved out to Arizona to pursue, I did not like the way my, my life was going. I hated the corporate world. I hated living in Illinois, I decided to change both. Moved out to Arizona, started working as a personal trainer, but I had two of those homes going to foreclosure because I stuck my head in the sand. I didn't solve my problems. I was not proactive and I destroyed my credit. So I didn't even have a credit card for years upon years. I was hand to mouth. I had no backup safety net, okay? So when I moved to Arizona in 2008, I started working at a big box gym, started making money. My credit was still shit. I met with a bankruptcy attorney and almost filed. Thankfully, I didn't, but I almost filed. Um, and in 2012, I had paid down a lot of my credit card debt and all that kind of stuff, the majority of it. But I started underground fitness. I didn't start it. It was a failing gym. It was a failing business. And so I did have some savings at that point, not much, maybe like eight to 12 grand, something like that. And I put money down, I think maybe 10,000, which was a lot. And I took a seller financing note for the rest. So I had very, and this business was losing like a couple grand a month. So I had like no wiggle room, but for some reason I went for it. Now, that happened and I kind of brought it up a decent amount because that was just doing large, large group training for low price. I brought in personal training, was able to bring up the revenues um, and the business changed a lot over the years. But, you know, from 2012, when I got the first location, by 2015, I had four locations. Now, I did that by making clever moves. On the other hand, it was also fucking stupid because I was a terrible business operator at that point. It was so dumb because I did not have things ironed out. I was still just learning and it wasn't the smartest thing, but, and it almost ruined me. It almost put me into bankruptcy again on at least a couple more occasions. But I weathered the storm. Dave, that's where I met you. When I acquired, 
acquired Fusion Fitness, then I rebranded it to Underground Fitness, right? Mm -hmm. um, that was acquired through a paid in full from a client that was acquired through seller financing again. And that was inquire, uh, acquired through microloan, a microloan to bridge the gap on it. I legitimately had no money to buy this thing and I bought it. I don't even know how it happened, but I did it. Nearly killed me. But Dave, we met there. The third location was a combination. That was uh, actually an equity partner, the way I financed that one. So that's an interesting story. And then I simultaneously kind of started the fourth location off of a clever deal with a partner too, which ended up not working out. But I bought him out. We got new partners in and they're crushing it. So it's been a wild ride. But at the end of the day, like I started with no credit, no cash, just a little bit of creativity with financing. And, you know, by 2016, like that's when we had the worst thing hit. Like I had two locations implode because of one person. That's a story for another day. It was hell for a while for me. Um, he stole 26 grand. It threw me back into the working, working in the business 60 plus hours a week. It was a nightmare. But I vowed never to let that thing happen again. I'm like, I will never allow myself to be in that position again. And by this time, though, I had diligently worked on repairing my credit. And it is sparkling now. And it opened a lot more doors up. And what I did, I started building up my uh, credit profile. And in many different ways, which I'm going to share with you, that has allowed me to leverage so many different financial tools. And that's allowed me to keep growing the businesses at a lot of security. So I don't have to worry every month. It has allowed me to fund my retirement. Like the way I have it set up, I am done. I'm good to go with what I have in place between my real estate and other assets. I could stop working if I wanted to. And there's a way that you can do that as well. It's, it's not as hard as you think when you get the right things in, in, in order, but you need a solid uh, financial foundation. Um, but anyways, 2017 to 2020 recovered. We did very well. Dave, we're kicking some ass there. There were still some shortcomings though, right? We didn't have the winning business model that we have today, which is 10 times easier. We still had to hustle and grind. COVID hit, and that's when you and I came together and we implemented, we brought in like, we learned from these online high ticket coaches. And then we're like, what the hell are we doing inside of our businesses when we're charging relatively peanuts for it? And we modified high ticket to put four brick and mortar. We modified that, brought it in there, combined it with the fulfillment, the 63 day transformation, which I created, turned it on and boom, our new business model just, just crushed. And all the other gyms we converted over to that and then that's the end of it, right, Dave? That's why you and mm -hmm. I are on today. That's At the it. end of the day, we had a few other gym owners be like, what the hell are you doing? Because we were posting Bright Spots Friday in a, in a group of gym owners. They're like, what the F are you guys doing? And can you walk me through it? So we did. And then they're like, can you help us do this in our gym? And that was, you know, then they blew up and told other people. And then they told other people. And all of a sudden... We, we created a business out of it kind of by, by accident, but I'm glad we're here helping people go from fucking broke to minting millionaires is something that excites me to no end because entrepreneurs, gym owners, you guys are my people like, and it's a hard business. So helping people take that journey is unreal, unreal. And Dave, so Dave, where were you when I met you in it was probably 2013 then when I acquired that second location, I think. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I mean, even 
when, as I was renting in what, 2013, 2014, when we first met, <clears throat> I don't think I've told you this, uh, Christmas, I don't know why Carrie stuck around with me. I, I was, uh, I did that one year prepping for all those bodybuilding shows. So I'm back in Missouri. This is uh, December of 2014. Okay. Paid off all my bills. Uh, I had $14 left in my bank account. So a big reason that I came like, all right, like it's just, it sucked being an independent trainer. Uh, just that year, I kind of, like you said, put my head in the sand and just ignored yeah. everything. We got down to, and then Carrie was, she she bought me a, uh, what is that? Uh, some type of, what do they call that? Like a, a, a value pack? Like she she had to buy my uh, Kleenexes. Like she gave me like a oh, support God. package. That was in 2015, man. So it's really cool to see this though. Like things, it, it took you 10 years to even, even build like real momentum. And now look at it from 2017 to 2021. And then what's the next five years? So oh. I think most, most people listening, like they have this story right here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dave. So Dave was renting at a second location. He was a renter paying, I think five or 600 bucks a month rent. Yep. He's training his own clients. That's a hard gig too. Right. So it was all tough like this. Oh, I, I forgot to mention this photo that you're looking at. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you're not seeing it, but Here's a bill of sale for the car that I was driving that I bought for $2,300 on, what is that? October 26, 2013. I was literally driving a car that I bought for $2,300. It had like 250 some thousand miles on it. And the first time my wife, girlfriend at the time was driving, it had to borrow mine. She backed off the curb and like the bumper was hanging off. So the bumper ripped off. There's no front bumper. The starter was going, left me stranded. It was just horrible. And I would freak out. Same thing. She would buy, I remember they, they had these little tiny pouches of like uh, dark chocolate covered bananas with like maybe six or eight bites in there. And they were like $4. And I would like freak out when she spent money on that stuff. I mean, we don't have that kind of money to buy fucking banana bites. You know, that's how bad it was. And you're right, Dave, like, it's not just me. It's not just you. Yeah. This was a lot of us or still is us sometimes mm -hmm. or it used to be. But like we've taken that and you gone from that. Like I look at that when I started in 2008, late 2008, when I bought this and you look at now. And, you know, you can go from literally broke or owing money, negative net worth to multimillion dollars in net worth. And if you do the right things and you have to invest in you, if you're watching this, you're doing the right thing. You have to learn these skill sets over time. They stack and compound. You know the power of compound interest. It's the same thing with you. We have hired, I've read hundreds of books. We've hired so many people. We've spent tons of time and money learning these skill sets and they compound and they pay off. And man, you can be in a whole nother place in a year give yourself a few years of dedicated effort, you'll be way past where you thought. When I quit my job and bought this failing business, I'm like, oh my God, if I can just make $40,000 and pay my bills, this would be great. And yeah, fast forward, like we're over 10Xing that easy without even trying, without even showing up to work, you just walk into that, which is great. So like this stuff compounds, guys. All right, so that's kind of that. I learned a lot of lessons. Um, Again, I had to clean up my credit. This bottom photo here, I'm holding up collection letters. So mm. I found those in an old folder, which I tried to hide for myself to pretend it never happened. 
But the cool thing is, is now that I'm past that, I'm no longer ashamed of it. I'm, I'm happy to share it. You know, I mean, I learned a lot. I learned so much from my failures. In 2008, I was depressed. I had a quarter life crisis. I had foreclosures, destroyed credit, meeting with a bankruptcy attorney. It took me forever to, to get back to where I was. In 2016, when the two locations imploded, 26 grand stolen, I got sued and I was working 60 plus hours a week, every single week, seven days a week. I learned a lot from those. It pushed me forward in a big way. So let's get right to what do we do to really master funding, credit, cash flow, and bankroll your future growth, whether it's multiple locations, whether it's just a safety net and security, or whether you're starting to fund your retirement and investing in other assets like real estate or, or other businesses. So number one, this is, you're like, duh, but we gloss over this. You need to make a lot of money. Your cash flow will fund so many opportunities for you. You need to take your business seriously. You know how like you had these huge aspirations when you started and you grew and then you hit a, a revenue ceiling and you're like, I'm just kind of stuck there. And no matter what I do, I'm always hovering between this number and that number. I can't really bust past it. And there's a reason for that. And, and it's changed since post pandemic. The market has changed. It is a little bit harder. You need a new winnable model. It's not that you got to scrap what you have is the way we did it. The way Dave and I did this to really catapult us to the next level is what we said. We bolted on a high and a mid-ticket offer into the business that we already have. And the people who really want to pay you more, who want more service, they will be happy to. You don't need a ton of them. You just need a small handful of them. You can get 10, 20 high-ticket clients changes your entire world. You will probably triple your take-home profits with 10 to 20 high-ticket clients. I'm not shitting you. And you don't have to change everything, but you do need to bolt that into your business, okay? So for you to really make money and sleep at night and have a lot of security, you need a winnable model, which revolves around price and margins, okay? Number two, you need a consistent source of lead flow. Without that, I know how scary it can be. If you don't have a reliable source of leads coming in every single month, it gets really scary really quick. Even when things are good, you know, you're just a couple bad months. Ah, I lost a few people. I lost a few people. I only had one or two come in over these two months. You know, now I'm making $5,000 less in revenue a month. Not a, not a safe place, right? So you need a winnable model and you need a consistent source of lead flow. Now, we're not going to go into depth on this one. If you need help with this, whether you don't have a high and mid-ticket offer that you're successfully successfully selling in your gym or you don't have a consistent source of leads type yes in the comment okay i'd be happy to get you on with my lead business mentor tell him where you're at which one you're having a, a problem with he'll hook you up with resources okay so just type yes in the comments uh josh price will reach out to you and connect you with whatever resources wherever you're struggling whether it's one or two okay in order to make a lot of money, price is very important. Your margins are massively important because some people have a lot of revenue, but a lot of expenses from ads, from payroll, and the margins, the way they have it set up, they might be bringing in 50K a month, but they might only be taking home 100 grand a year. And that's a problem. These margins need to be like 30 to 50%, okay? That's where I'd ideally like to see it. If you have it lower than that, chances are you need to bolt on a high ticket offer and it will immediately change the game for you. So you guys know, Dave and I are transparent. We share different P and L's. 
Like we've got this one that does about 50, just under 50K a month, but the profit on it is $317,000 a year to, to ownership, okay? In this location, it's doing about 40K, a little over 40K a, uh, a month, good, but nothing spectacular, right? But that profit is almost a quarter million, $240,000 a year, okay? Out of $495,000 in revenue. That's great. These are like at 50% margins. That will change the game for you. If your margins are at like 5, 10, 15%, you're going to have a really hard time, okay? Cash flow is king. You need a better model. You need a consistent source of leads. If you need help with that, type yes in the comments. Okay, let's move on. Number two, this should also be self-explanatory, but it's not. And it's not because I have made, Josh is awesome. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, he is. Um, Sarah, uh, Sierra, awesome. Thank you. Um, so this should be self-explanatory, but I've made this mistake. I was talking to Josh the other day with, with his gym. He made this mistake in the early years. Don't do stupid shit with your money. Okay. As soon as you start taking off, you're going to be tempted to buy that new car. You're going to be tempted to buy the boat or upgrade your apartment or, buy, or whatever your house. Okay. Don't do that. Keep your living expenses smaller initially. And it depends on where you're at. Like if you have a bunch of passive income coming in, pff, let's, let's go ahead, spend that money. I'm not somebody who's going to say, don't enjoy your money until you're 65 and retired. That's stupid. I have a big problem with traditional retirement. You should be able to make the money and enjoy it now. But if you're not, if, if you're, if you don't have all these things set up that we're going to get into, don't do stupid shit right now with your money. Okay. A common mistake. People keep upgrading their gym equipment. Okay. Don't buy new gym equipment for your gym, okay? Your people are not, it's not going to make you money. They're not going to stay around longer. It's not going to bring new people in. And this is a really big waste of money a lot, okay? Now, I'm not saying have a dump. That's not what I'm saying. But we just want to get the new fancy this, the new fancy that. People don't give a shit, right? Dave, you learned that too, right? Oh, yeah. The old, the old, my old prime of the investment, I... Uh... I love that equipment, but that was, uh, oh shoot. I ended up getting it used for like 25 grand, but, uh, people don't really care about your vertical chest press, right? That's, you're not, that's not going to change anyone's life. So, I mean, I learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, we, we think people are going to value Like we're, first of all, guys, we're fitness nerds. Okay. We're just, we're just fitness nerds. We geek out on the cool equipment and stuff. Nobody else does. They don't. And yes, yeah, some people might appreciate it when you get it in, but for you know a week or two, then then it is what it is. You have just spent a because that can add up big time. It can add up a lot. And at one of my gyms, um, one of my gyms where we're putting Trevor in, right? That gym, I bought that gym. I bought that gym with. That's where I had the uh, the equity investor. So I bought it with zero dollars of my own money. We'll get into that in a minute. But that equipment, that was a gym for like seven years before I bought it. And we've had it for eight, something mm -hmm. like that, give or take. I don't know. So that equipment is 15 years old. It was probably used equipment to begin with. It's not the nicest looking, but guess what? My people aren't there to get the nicest looking equipment, right? That's not what they're, they're there for. So it doesn't matter, okay? So only invest in things that will make you more money. And this is what people cheap out on. You should have a virtually almost unlimited budget for your continuing education. I'm not talking college or a master's. 
don't get a degree in kinesiology. I should add that too. That is a massive waste of money for you. Okay. But books mentioned, you know how we shit on formal education sometimes. God. Uh, and there's nothing there. No, there, I take that back. There is something wrong with it. I'm not saying it's all bad. There are some good things to it, but it is a freaking con. It is a con. It's not going to help you in your business. I promise you, you need to take that, that money and invest it in learning the freaking business that will pay you dividends. Like, nobody's business. That is what I have continuously invested my time and money in. And it has directly resulted in me being able to retire in my thirties. Okay. So invest in, in things that will only make you more money. Books, cheap way to go, right? Podcasts, they're free. Mentorships, coaching programs, meetups and seminars. This is where you're going to learn the skills. This is where you're going to get connected to the people who can help move you forward in your life. Okay. So other than that, don't do stupid shit with your money. Should you pay down debt? You Dave, Dave Ramsey guys out there, okay? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It is not that simple. Debt free, you're never debt free, okay? Your health insurance costs money. You, you pay off your home, guess what? If you don't pay your real estate taxes every year, they're, the government's gonna take your house. You actually don't technically even own it, right? I mean, it's, it's just... You're never going to get your bills down to zero. You cannot save your way into prosperity. You want to keep your expenses low and controllable, but it is way easier for you to make more money than it is for you, for you to cut your way to wealth, okay? Because there's diminishing returns. Should you pay down debt? Yeah, high interest stuff, shorter term stuff, yes. But there's a difference. Not all debt is bad. I have a lot of debt, okay? They're also attached to, a few million dollars, maybe over $4 million, over $4 million in real estate right now. I have loans on those, but guess what? It cash flow is positive. And I make money through cash flow, appreciation, amortization, and tax write-offs, okay? Having multi-million dollars in real estate can be a great thing. Not all debt is bad. So don't pay down the longer-term low-interest rate stuff, only the high-interest rate stuff. So uh, the other thing with don't doing stupid shit with your money, do not give money to the government. Okay, you need to get really friggin' good at not paying taxes. Okay, I did a training on this, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. I'm not entirely certain, but uh, you know, throwing the if you can't find it inside of the gym owner freedom Facebook group, you can search for it or you can just uh put a comment, comment taxes, and Josh will get that to you as well. He'll tag you in it so you can watch that. But you need to get good at not paying taxes, that is the biggest eraser of wealth. So you need to keep the money because you're going to do things with the money, okay? So let's go on. Number one, make lots of money. Number two, don't do stupid shit with your money. Number three, dig your well before you're thirsty. You may not have plans to do another location or get a real, real a cash flowing real estate property or go into online coaching in addition to your brick and mortar or acquire another gym, whatever. You might not have those plans now, but... Guys, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. If you are not prepared when an opportunity is right in front of you, you cannot capitalize on it. You can't. So you need to be in a position where you can take advantage of an amazing killer deal right in front of you, okay? So as long as don't do stupid shit with your money, and then immediately, this is an action step you can take today right after this call, get yourself a high-yield online savings account. Okay. I had a call with Eric. I won't say his last name. Um, he's doing really well. Two locations. 
He's here, ready to go to the freaking moon. And he's got like 300 grand just sitting in a, in a checking or a savings account. But it's in like a big bank savings account where it's paying like 0.1% or less. It's not good, okay? Immediately, I said, hey, if it's in a business account, go, go here. I, I gave this, these two links, liveoakbank.com or ally.com, A-L-L-Y.com. If it's personal, you can set up an online savings account in five, 10 minutes, okay? High yield. Right now, they're probably paying between four and four and a quarter percent, right? And he just did that, electronically transferred it over, took a few minutes, and then he's like, best financial advice ever. His wife actually told him to tell me that, okay? So $300,000, which is making virtually nothing on it with what banks pay, right? Switched it to a high yield. I think he's getting four and a quarter. $300,000 times 0 0.0425 is equal to $12,750. That's what he's going to make from the interest instead. Divide that by 12. He's making $1,062 a month doing squat that he was not before. 15 minutes of work, boom, boom, boom. And his wife is incredibly happy, right? Over a thousand bucks a month to do nothing. So first off, like if you don't have a high yield savings account, do that right away, okay? Do that right away. So simple, okay? And there's more advanced things you can do. We won't get into that right now, but that is something you can do right now, okay? Number two, build up your credit, okay? So you can get credit reports free. Go to creditkarma.com. You can see two of the three credit bureaus. If your credit isn't perfect, you need to work on getting it perfect, okay? Bad stuff falls off after seven years. That being said, if you have like collection agencies from old stuff or medical bills or old marks, a lot of times all you have to do is dispute these negative entries. You have to send a certified letter to them and saying, I don't have any, I'm not aware of this. And you'd be surprised how much will, will come off of that. I had to do this. Remember I told you I destroyed my credit back in the day? I had a couple foreclosures, and then I had late credit card payments, and then I showed you the picture where I had bill collector and stuff like that. I got a lot of those things. I paid off some, negotiated some. Sometimes you should let it expire after however long. Sometimes you should pay it off. And sometimes you can dispute it and just get it dropped. They've got to prove that. And a lot of times they don't have the proof and by law, it has to come off. So dispute negative entries. You can do some Google searches if you need help, okay? But you need to start actively growing your credit limits. You probably have credit cards at this point. I had to start with a secured credit card. It was crazy, like $300 limit. I could put like nothing on it. That's where I got it. When I started, when I moved to Arizona, I had to rebuild my credit, okay? Do what you gotta do, get credit cards, pay them off in full every single month. And you need to systematically ask for credit limit increases. Okay. A lot of, lot of, um, a lot of credit card companies will allow you to do this every three or six months, sometimes 12, just depends on the company. But here's a great hack from American Express. It's not as difficult as you think to qualify for a normal credit card from American Express. The business ones are great because they don't get reported too. So if you carry a balance, it doesn't report on your balance history and keeps your credit score really high, okay? So I love American Express business ones, but you can just, you don't have to do their charge card necessarily. You can do a credit card. And if you wait 61 days, whatever they give you your credit limit on, if you wait 61 days and apply for credit limit increase, this is a well-known hack. You can ask for three times the amount of that limit. 
So if they open you with a $5,000 in 61 days, put it in your calendar, ask to go to 15, you'll get it more than likely. So it's a great way. And once you start having higher credit limits and your credit utilization rate is low, you start looking really good. Your credit score improves. You look more attracted to other credit card companies. All of a sudden, you'll go to City and they'll give you one for $15,000 now. But I've got, I don't know. I don't know how many of my different cards are, not including my limitless ones. They're probably like 150, 200 grand, 250 grand worth now. I don't even know. But I started really small and just small increases. You know, and that's cool because you can use those in certain ways too. But it makes you look like a, a worthier borrower too. Um, line of credits, LOCs, guys, super important. Get them before you need them. Dig your well before you're thirsty. Why? Well, what if a competitor 10 miles away, 50 miles away wants to sell? Instead of bar, like he's got emergency, he needs to get, unload this place and you can buy his gym that's profitable for 30 grand. I don't know what it is, right? But man, it's not that you got to always keep that amount in your savings and not invest it. But if you get a line of credit, you will be able to move on bigger deals or like a fire sale on a property or something like that on a short sale or a foreclosure. Those are probably coming up in the near future, right? You need to have liquid funds available or just for emergencies. Sometimes you get two or three of your best guys and they quit in the span of a month or two. And you're like, oh shit, right? Bad things can happen. You might have a medical problem. You might get injured, right? You can't really, you're only at work. You know, you can't get to work from home and the business suffers. You need a safety net as well as an opportunity to take advantage of killer investment opportunities in front of you. So line of credits, get them before you need them. The easiest one to get if you own a home is a home equity line of credit. Super easy to get. Um, get it even if you don't need it. It will come in handy. I've used mine multiple times just to take advantage of certain opportunities, okay? So you can get a personal line of credit, you can get a home equity line of credit. On the business, can you get them? Yes, okay? Usually big banks don't give a rat's ass about you. Wells Fargo does have a product. It's an unsecured line of credit for your business, which is great. It's small though, maybe up to 50 grand, no higher. But that's one that I was able to get just applying online, which was good. Um, otherwise, developing a relationship with credit unions local credit unions, and smaller local or regional banks. Those guys work with small businesses. Your Wells Fargo, your Chase, you know, your big banks, there's, they don't care about you. It's not enough money to them. They could care less. So develop a relationship with these guys, get one on your business, right? Dave, I just reminded you the other week that I got one on, on, uh, mm -hmm. location number three. Like I did that three years ago. Did we need it? No. Have we touched it? No. Right. But we're going to have some transitions right now. Is it really going to mm -hmm. come in handy? Hell yeah, it is. Dig your well before you're thirsty guys. Okay. Any questions so far, Dave? No, dude, this is good. I'm taking notes. Okay. So let's get into the meat now. So this is kind of all the prep work that you should be doing. You should be putting in your calendar to ask for credit limit increases every six to 12 months across all of them. You should be updating your income every year to these credit bureaus so you can get more or to the credit card companies. Grow this, look like a worthy borrower. You're gonna be able to get better deals, promise you, okay? It's gonna increase your credit score over time as well. All right, so sources of funding, traditional and creative, okay? You can self-fund it with your savings, of course, right? Um, 
you can get, you can borrow or withdraw from your 401k or IRAs. Now, I'm not just saying to, to do that. I'm not a, 401ks and IRAs have their place. In terms of wealth building, wealthy people do different things, okay? First of all, like, if you make too much money, you can't even contribute to, like, your, your, your 401 or your IRAs and stuff like that, right? But there are better ways. I'm not against 401ks and IRAs. They can be very useful, but quite often, I mean, they don't let you touch it until you're 65. IRAs, you can actually withdraw quite often your uh, what you not your your earnings on it, but your principal without any penalties or anything like or taxes do. Okay, for a Roth, um, sometimes you can borrow against them. It's really finicky, so we're not going to go over the the subtleties of that. But those can be good to use. The bottom line is is yeah, you'll make money on that. And it's tax deferred. But if you took that money and invested it in whatever business venture, or whatever, it's going to make you oodles more. So don't think you can't use it. It can be a good way to do it. You can also loan it to yourself in certain, certain circumstances. Or banks will let you use that as collateral. So sometimes they'll give you the money if you can prove you don't need it. How do you prove you don't need it? Well, I've got all this money here. So you can tie that and use that as collateral in one of these accounts, and they'll count it as liquid assets for you. So it can come in a, a really, really lot of, a lot of, uh, benefit by just having those things. So uh, we went over, you can get a traditional business loan or a line of credit. A business loan has to be paid off within X amount of years, whether it's a three, five, seven, not whatever it is. Line of credits are just open like a credit card, but at a much lower interest rate. And you can use it the same as cash. Okay. So you want uh, line of credits are always good to have open. I only usually get business loans when I need them because right. I have to pay it back. And these things, but line of credits, I get all the time. Business loans, I will look into when I need them. Great business loans, but can be tough to qualify for. You got to jump through some hoops. Are SBA loans, okay? A 7A or a 504 loan can be great, especially if you're buying your building too. Um, the benefit of SBA is that your interest rates are artificially a little bit lower because the government helps share the risk with the bank. So they're really good ones. They're just a pain in the ass to get. Um, I'd only do this for like a big project. Okay. Um, I have, I, I own a building, uh, that houses my first location and the, the interest rate on that's a 25 year mortgage. The interest rate on that is like a 1.65%. Shit. You not pretty crazy. Now I got it before the rates hiked, but still 1.65% is below the cost of inflation. That is literally free money. Okay. I will never pay that off early. It's free money. Remember, I could take that same amount, put it in, in a high-yield savings account and get 4.25% of the money instead of the, and pay out 1.65. I'm just making money for nothing, right? All right, so personal loans. You can get personal loans. Sometimes they're easier to qualify for business loans. And make no mistake, as small business owners, we have to personally guarantee this stuff. So whether it's a business loan, you're paying a higher interest rate or a personal loan and it's lower, it doesn't really matter because you're liable either way. So don't dismiss personal loans, which sometimes are easier to get, okay? And personal line of credits, especially the home equity line of credit. This is, they'll ask, if you go to open one up now, they'll, they're gonna ask you a reason. Well, is it, are you remodeling? Is it for, to pay medical expenses? Don't tell them it's for a business thing, just keep your trap shut. But again, you're gonna dig your well before you're thirsty. So just tell them it's for emergencies. And it is, like, that's what I have it. But I've also dipped into it for opportunities. So emergencies and opportunities, um, get that thing open. 
um, quite often your local credit unions are so friendly with this. You don't even need to pay for an appraisal. They just do a drive-by. They'll let you know what you qualify for. Boom, open it up and it's there. And you can just draw on it when you need it. Sound fair? Okay, credit cards. You know how you've been spending the time to build up your credit limits and do that? Well, especially like my Citibank one, it always offers 0% on transfers for like 12 to 18 months, okay? And I've grown that thing to maybe $25,000, $30,000 credit limit. And they send you checks. I think I've got one. I don't know. I think it's on that desk over there. But I actually got a letter and they give you checks too that you can make out to yourself or to your business. And yeah, the balance transfer, it charges 3% onto it. But you have 0% interest or I think it's 1% interest for either 12 or 18 months. Guys, that's the cheapest source of funding you're ever going to get ever going to get that's why you want to raise another reason why you want to raise these credit limits because i can get like 30 grand like that and i'm paying three percent for 12 months because of the transfer or four percent if i hold it for 18 months you can't get a loan that cheap so there's a really good hack right there if sometimes you're um a little bit stressed on bills and you need to pay something to credit like your rent or something like that you can use melio it charges like maybe two and three quarters. But if you're in a pinch, just cash flow, you're waiting for money, you can actually use your credit card to pay a cash bill using Melio. Um, merchant processing loans. You probably, if you use Stripe or you Square or something like that, they probably approach you or whatever your merchant processor is. Hey, hey, you qualify for a loan, right? Got to be careful with these though, guys, because they're really short term. They're like usually six, four, five, six, seven, eight months. And they come, they're really expensive. They're really expensive. And they'll automatically deduct it from your new charges. So it's people who get on these, you got to be very careful because sometimes you'll spiral. Because now all of a sudden you got to pay this thing back at like two grand a month. So you're, you're kind of having difficulties on cash flow. Then you got to pay back in such a short amount of time and they're taking it automatically that it's hard to get out of that because then you renew it and then you renew it for more and then you renew it for more you get yourself in a bad situation. So be careful with those. Only use them if it's an emergency. Same thing with like hard money, okay? Customer paid in fulls. This is how I got the second location. I got a micro loan. I did seller financing and I got a paid in full from Lee Coffee. That was like six grand or something like that. You'd be surprised. I mean, you don't even have to give a big discount to get somebody to pay in full. It's actually pretty easy. And you can consider that a source of financing too. Just ask. You know how your wealthy people are. You know who wouldn't mind. Do a value add. Give them something if they were willing to do that, okay? Seller financing, especially for acquisitions. I got my first location, my second location, my third location, all by buying the existing business and getting the seller to fund the majority of it. Okay, so you can negotiate that. You can do it as a straight loan. You can do it as a percentage of the revenue, which is a little bit safer for you, right? But that is a really good way. Um, you can personal loans from clients and family. Don't, I know a lot of people don't like doing this. I don't like doing this. I have a lot of pride with family, so I never have gone that route. But um, people have different relationships with their families, right? And it doesn't, if you can make it a business deal, right? They can get something in it too. Right now, it's an uncertain time for investments. We don't know what real estate is going to do. We don't know what the stock market is going to do. It's this very like, what do I do with a lot of cash? I don't really know. I don't know if we're going to crash. 
you know, this this pending economic collapse. I, who knows, right? It hasn't happened. But it, people don't know what to throw their money into. Well, what if you could give them a guaranteed 10% for three years? Pay back in three years at 10%, boom. A lot of them will take it. You'd be surprised. Um, you can also do it with equity partnerships. My third location, I had a non uh, um I had a non-operating, so I was the operator. They put in the cash. They put in the cash needed for the down payment. The rest was on seller financing. So I got in with $0 of my own money. They supplied, I think maybe, um, I got 40% of it was cash or something like that, 20 to 40%. The rest was on the loan, which I'm responsible for paying back that loan. And But the proceeds of the business just paid that back. So I acquired a functioning business for zero dollars of my own money, okay? For those of you who don't wanna give up equity, you could also write in that agreement the option where you can buy back their equity at a predetermined price. So they, they make money during the deal and they, they, and you know, maybe it's valued at this, you know, they put in 80 grand, but you have the option to buy their equity for 100. So they'll make an extra, whatever it is. But you can get clever with equity partnership deals on this. For our seventh location, Dave, you and I, did it the other way around. Because we were broke, right, years ago, we put in all this hard work and effort and done all these things. Now we're in a position where we can fund people, right? And so we have this killer operator who used to be Dave's client who wants to open up a gym, but he's only got 25 grand to put in. Well, we got to finance the rest of it and we created a deal that got him more equity than that represented. But we also structured it as a loan back to us. So at the end of five years, we will effectively have all our money back and we'll have 60% equity in this business. So equity partnership deals are a really good way to go. Um, they, they can get you much further than you otherwise could go on your own. And there's different ways you want to structure that to, um, to, to just watch your back and do it right. There's a lot of ways you can do it wrong. Um, I did a training on this one, I think a month or so ago as well. So... And then there's indirect financing. This is why it's not always great to pay off stuff early. If you have a mortgage at 2.75%, don't be in a rush to pay that off. Because guess what happens if I want to, I do have that, okay? I'm renting it out long-term. I moved into our forever home here. My old house, I kept. I have a 2.75% uh, rate on that mortgage and I'm renting it out. It's cash flowing like a couple grand a month, okay? I do not want to pay that off early. Because let's say I pay, I think there's maybe 230 grand left on it. What happens? So that's great. Now I make a little bit extra cash flow. It saves me 1400 bucks a month extra because I don't have the loan pay. Well, less because there's insurance and taxes in that. Say 1200 bucks a month. Okay, great. But what happens when I wanted to fund this next, this seventh location? Well, if I used all my cash to pay that off, now I've got to get a loan. And you know what business loan? I'm going to be paying 10 plus percent on it. 12% probably. Versus 2.75%, which is tax deductible, by the way. So I'm paying like 2% less, right? So indirectly, you can do that. Could I pay cash? Sometimes I pay cash for cars. Sometimes I don't. If I know I'm going to make some investments, like just give me the loan at, at 4 or 5%. Because I'm making four and a quarter just from a savings account. So I'd rather have the flexibility to keep that cash in my bank account for any opportunities, Okay. Um, I won't get into asset depletion. This is a way 
This is if you're getting into real estate investing, it's really awesome to work around debt to, income, debt to income ratios for business owners. We're going on like 50 minutes here, so I don't want to get into that now. I'll have to do that in another one. But there's also specialty lenders. There are, are, are micro lenders who are more active to grow the entrepreneurship and small business community, okay? You'll have to search for them. They're small, seek them out, search for micro loans, okay? I got one, it really helped me out. Um, government grants are sometimes an option too. And the best specialty lender for the fitness business uh, is Rigquipment. So rigquipment.com, and you can go to this, I, I give a link here, it's slash pt-legends-app, A-P-P. Um, that link, you can actually uh, um, apply to get funding and they fund gyms. It's what they do. So they are way more uh, open to your situation. They're betting on the racehorse, not necessarily what you have in place right now. So those guys are when you can't get funded and you're paying a little bit more for it, but not, not that much compared to other things. They have not raised their rates uh, like everything else. So it's not that much, um, but they're good. And then this is a topic for another one, but you can actually become your own banker. You can set up your own bank through infinite banking concept, if you've heard of that. They're specially designed overfunded whole life policies. I throw all the cash for my business in these things. It makes money, okay? Tax-free cash flow that I can still access for investments. That is beyond the scope of this training. I need an entire another training just to get started on that. But a huge thing, I can always send you some trainings that I have already on it. Um, but I basically loan money to myself now and make money on it, which is really cool. Really cool. So I'm making money as the banker as well. Um, it's a little bit more advanced. You got to go back to making a lot of money before you want to do that. And this is where you want to start. So you can start, I mean, you, immediately you can do number two, don't do stupid shit with your money. And number three, dig your well before you're thirsty. Then what you got to do, number one, make a lot of money. You need a winnable model. You need a high and a mid-ticket offer onto your existing model. You need to learn how to sell it. You need to learn how to build that thing in there, sell it, fulfill it, renew it. You sign up two people a month, two people a month on a high ticket offer. You're making, not making, you are taking home an extra 100 grand a year. It's crazy. You just have to do it. So for a lot of you, that's where you need to start, okay? You need to focus on making more money because your cash flow, your free cash, cash flow, doing the right things with it can bankroll a massive empire. Whether you're multiple locations, online businesses, real estate investments, investing in other private equity, I do all of those things now. And I have my own banking system set up, right? But it all starts with like, you need to cash flow positive. You'll get there so much faster. So um, Joe, taxes. Okay, got it. Thanks for commenting. Uh, we'll hook you up with that, uh, tagging that training. Looks like Josh maybe already did it. Um, Joe, I have four college degrees and no job. Yeah. <laughs> yep, uh, guys, this is the stuff you, you need to take your business really freaking seriously. Dave and I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, no joke on different coaches and courses and masterminds and this and that seminars. I'm going to speaker school in November, right? To learn how to be a better public speaker. I'm not trying to make money that way, but you know what? There will be an opportunity when I get paid a lot of money to show up on stage and talk. And I will also learn how to make that opportunity available as well. So guys, the more you invest in yourselves, the more you invest in your businesses, this is how you get to that next level.
it is that parabola. It's like that hockey stick-like growth. There's a lot of grinding, right? When we look at this, right? We look at 2007 to 2023. Shit, man. There, it was a lot of grinding. It took me a lot of years. But then that, that curve started to turn up like a hockey stick. And it's just going. It's just going. So you just got to keep at it. And that's exactly what you need to do. You need to come to our Thursdays every single week, 12 p.m., and learn this shit. We love helping you guys bring, bring you guys along the same journey that, that, that we've been through. All right, that's a lot of boring uh, financial stuff, Dave. What <laughs> do you have? Do you have any questions, Dave? Because I know that I, I just kind of breezed over a lot. No, man, I I took some notes. I'll, I have a couple actions uh, that I have to take with Carrie after this. So it's I, I like the digging the well before you need it because like right now we're good. We don't need anything, but just yep. digging the well just in case we run into a couple other you know badass people that have went through the program that want to open up four more green lights. So yeah, that was that was my light bulb moment. Absolutely. Digging your well before you're thirsty is good for security and peace of mind because shit happens in business. Like, you know, it can happen to anybody. I'm not sitting, sitting up here saying, oh, we couldn't have one location kind of melt down a little bit with a perfect storm of losing our GM and then whatever. That can happen. Like you want a safety net. But on the other hand of it, yeah, as you're more stable and you're, you're growing over time and your income compared to your expenses is, is getting wider and wider and wider. Well, now that money you need to make sure that, that that's there so you can just capitalize on stuff. So you can just knock it down. Um, very, 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 very important. Helps you sleep easy, but it'll help you just, man, the right investments at the right time can just catapult wealth. You know, I mean, between three houses I had, like before the pandemic, it's just like, cool. I just made like six to 800 grand doing nothing through appreciation, just because I had these assets. Because I bought them at the beginning part of COVID. And then it just exploded, right? The, the real estate market exploded. It's like, I just made all that money doing nothing. You almost feel guilty about it. But that's how the game is played, you know? So the faster you get there, you know, the, the, it doesn't take, it only takes a few years of really dedicated work if you're learning the right things to get to where you need to be. That's the reality of it. So I guess I'm going to leave you with this. Stop fucking around and take it seriously. Your business, you can make, we, we show it, right? You can make over $300,000 in a single location if you do it right. It doesn't even take that long to do if you've got the winning recipe, right? So if you take it seriously, you can go to the moon with this and set your life up for so much security and abundance. It's ridiculous. That's what we're here to help you do. So again, what did I say? Type yes in the comments. If you need help with that, type yes in the comments. We'll reach out to you. Um, whether you need help with the winnable model and high ticket, or you need help with a consistent source of leads. We'll help you with either one of those. Type yes in the comments. Josh will reach out to you. He'd be happy to coach you up on where you're at and what you should do based on where you're at. Hey, just a quick reminder to everybody, if you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 more this month, every month, by making more money with less clients with transformational programs and create a consistent flow of high quality leads, you can learn more about what it's like to work with me and my team at PT Legends and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. It is such a no-brainer that it more than pays for itself when we teach you how to enroll two, just two case study clients. Really, that's it. 
So go to CoachScottCarpenter.com and learn more about it. That's it. That's all I got, Dave. Nice, boring one on, on finances. That's an important one, though. It is. It really is. It's, it's changed my life. And remember, I started at less than zero. I started at a negative self-worth. Or no, not self-worth. Net worth. Although my self-worth, when my, my net worth was <laughs> negative, really fucking sucked, too. <laughs> but, yeah, if I can do this, going from less than zero to where I'm at today, right, net worth in, in you know, multiple millions, you can do that, too. It's just you, you got to stack it up and put in the work. You got to spend the money. You got to spend the time. And you got to put in the reps. That's it, guys. All right. So we will see you. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We will see you next week on the Gym Owner Freedom in the Gym Owner Freedom Facebook group. 12 p.m. PST, 3 p.m. EST. Thanks a lot. We'll make it more exciting next time. I can promise you. See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 a month or more this month by making more money with less clients, and create a consistent flow of high quality leads, you can learn about what it's like to work with me and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. And if you got any value out of this episode, please pay it forward and leave a review for this show. It helps other gym owners find the answers to the huge problems that we all share. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.